Welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable Podcast, the only show that dares to be both on topic and on location. Each time we meet, we bring together a group of IT luminaries to discuss a single concept. In this episode, we're talking white box storage. Is it a good idea? Before we begin, let's meet who's on the panel today. I'm Stephen Foskett, organizer of Tech Field Day and publisher of Gestalt IT. You can find me on Twitter at sfoskett, and you'll find a lot of my writing at gestaltit.com. Hi, I'm Jason Benedicic. I'm an independent consultant from the UK. You can find me on Twitter at jabenedicic and I blog over on thedatacenterbrit.co.uk. Hello, I'm Vung Pham. I work as a senior solutions architect for VAR in Southern California. And you can find me on Twitter at digital underscore Kung Fu. Hello, my name is Arjan Timmerman. I'm an IT architect in the Netherlands. I work with uh, tagandplug.io, and you can find me on the Twitter at Ariantim. Hi, my name is Chris Mackey, and I'm a principal solutions architect for a large VAR in Canada located on the West Coast. And you can find me on Twitter at Chris Mackey. So those of us in the storage industry for a long time have, um, we, well, we've, we've often rolled our own storage. Um, you know, I uh, did a lot with uh, FreeNAS, for example, and ZFS. And, um, and honestly, I love it. And we've seen a lot more movement in that direction now that uh, you know Linux is um, you know gotten out there and is so, such a reliable, such a dominant operating system. Now that uh, there are so many you know ZFS for one thing, but also a lot of open storage protocols for another thing, objects object storage. I think we're starting to see a situation where um, you know actual IT admins are thinking about rolling their own storage for production use. Um, what do you guys think of this? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Should we say that this is something that companies should do or not? I'll start first. Uh, I, I think uh, you have to take this with a lot of uh, caution. Uh, there's a lot of good intention with white box storage. And you're right. The evolution of network speed, the evolution of protocol and stability of protocol is great. But some of the key tenants and the foundation of enterprise storage is missing in a white box storage. I would say the things that you don't really appreciate as a consumer would be manufacturing controls, tolerance, those type of things that are not present. And just the availability is becomes a bigger issue. I mean, Granted, software protocols can compensate for some of that, but the reliability and stability and, and consistency of performance, I, I, I challenge that for a white box solution. It's also a people thing, if you ask me. Um, if you've got someone in your organization that is building that for you, and what if he leaves? Um, someone else needs to take it over, and nine out of 10 times there's a lot of documentation missing so they don't know what they've done and why they've done certain things so from that perspective i think it's also a bad idea to go into white boxing i think what you're getting along there is is to do with support really and what can't be forgotten about here is the level of support you can get with enterprise storage and distribution channels and when a, a drive goes bad in the middle of the night how it's sitting on your desk when you get there in the morning that uh, that's of paramount importance to me with enterprise storage. And I think um, a lot of this comes down to scale. And the problem is, is that we've had a few unicorns over the last few years that have a scale that no one else is ever going to be. It's okay if you're Facebook or Instagram or the hyperscaler cloud providers, 
you have scale, you have engineering, you have time, money, resources to, to take a white box solution and build it into your own enterprise solution. But your average business is never going to be that size. So I, I, I think there is a place for white box. I just don't think it's always the bright places in the enterprise. I agree. It's a great place to, um, to maybe do some learning and figure out how stuff works, but, but back to the, the, the one person who built it in the company is that is now, that's the whole, um, what's the character's name in the Phoenix project, the guy who has all the keys, to the kingdom in his head. That's what it boils down to. So you built an entire process around this one individual, which, uh, which as they say, could be hit by a bus. That's bad. So these are all great reasons why not to build your own storage. Essentially, you know, you, you, you've got supportability, you've got the, you know, guy hit by a bus uh, scenario. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that a lot of companies are building their own storage. They are rolling their own storage. And, um, you know, I think there's two reasons for this. You know, number one, um, there's just a lot of easy to use software out there. Um, and so it's something that you can practically do. And, um, you know, kind of setting aside hyperscalers for the moment, I would say that the, the other reason is because the nature of storage is really changing. So let's take this first one, though. Um, there are a lot of software products out there that you could roll your own storage. Can you guys see any situation where those would be a good idea? Like, is there a time that you want to use, um, well, what was called free NAS, but is now called true NAS, for example? Um, is there any application that you'd want to see something like that deployed in enterprise? I think if you've got some specific requirements, um, maybe you've got some edge use cases, maybe you need to build, um, especially in like the IoT space or the AI ML space, if you need to build something custom, something ruggedized, um, and you've, you've got a different hardware footprint or you, you don't have the availability of the standard um, storage offerings, you know, something that's got to go in a autonomous car, for example, you might want to build something yourself because you want to fit it in the, in the car. Um, and same with maybe battlefield storage and things like that. Well, you, you hit that on the head. I mean, I think there's a, in a lab environment and a testing environment prior to production or narrow use cases, a white box storage could be appropriate. Steve, Steven mentioned the fact that software has enabled organizations and individuals to do things that they couldn't do in the past because that secret code that is, is now available to you to, to use and to test. But bear in mind that that doesn't relieve you from uh, being responsible because data is hard to keep intact and, and to keep reliable. So you got to be careful because that's, that's, the, that's the lesson of uh, overriding enterprise or, or white box. So yes, you can do it, but be careful in how you do it and how you scale it or, or how you put it to use. Yeah, I think this is what we're discussing here is point solutions. And it might be appropriate some of these point solutions, but if you have to involve any sort of ecosystem, you need uh, partners to be on board with your product. Uh, so there's integration. So like, uh, application aware snapshots, things like that. Anything that integrates with the ecosystem, if you don't need that, then maybe then, you know, uh, as our custom built storage is an answer. Yeah, I agree on that. There's, there's definitely uh, a couple of, um, use cases where white boxes uh, could be something the enterprise could use it um, 
but then again um yeah you really need to make sure that you're going to do the stuff um that you need to do and from a perspective that if something goes wrong you need to know you know exactly where to go and what's going on um so yeah a, a bit of expertise with the people that matter to that um is really needed so in terms of white box let's think about this so um you know there's a difference between literally like going on the internet and buying a bunch of commodity your components and putting them together yourself or you know going out and buying like a ProLiant server and running Windows server on it and using it as a file server. It, 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 would you guys consider a Windows file server to be a roll your own white box storage or would you consider that a, a different category? I'd say that's a different category. I don't think that uh, that's a it's not a fully prepackaged solution, but it's software that you didn't have to really glue together to make work. I think that's like a prosumer level where you're mixing a little bit of good and a little bit of, you know, ingenuity there. So you could have, sure, you have a file system that's on enterprise grade hardware, like a ProLiant, but if you go and say the software that runs on it, is that going to be enterprise grade? So that's the question you have to ask, uh, you know, do does that framework have the performance and availability you need? Uh, because you've already taken care of the hardware problem. That's that's my major concern is dealing with quality hardware that's been specced and, and supported. It doesn't necessarily mean that you, you're going to have what you need otherwise. I think there's a middle ground. I mean, uh, we've all used kind of Windows storage spaces and Windows storage server before for, for remote offices or, or other use cases. Um, and, and I've used a number of solutions from Sun and other people back then, I think it, it's the difference between what's commodity as in just, I could grab anything off the shelf um, and what's a supportable solution that I'm buying from a reputable vendor and I'm buying a support package with it. And I'm, I'm paying for, to be able to ring somebody and say, Hey, my server's on fire. My software's on fire. Help. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be, you know, from, from an operations perspective, I wouldn't want to be the one saying, oh. Uh, I, I can't recover two terabytes of storage. It's gone. I have all that data, all the man hours involved to create that data that you've analyzed and, and you have value and your business depends on. I, I don't want to be the one that says I can't recover it. Uh, so that's, that's, that's a scary part. But performance-wise, it's to white box storage credit, it's getting really good. I mean, you, you, you look at the commodity hardware, the level of uh, quality is, is increased. You're not going to get junk out, out of the box, but it may take you longer to find the bad sectors or the bad drives or the firmware problems and bugs. But you, you, it's, it's, it's your use case, like Chris was saying, a point use case, and, and you have to determine what's going to be appropriate. And, 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 and it could work. Don't get me wrong. So you could say, though, um, that in this modern world, almost everyone's going to be rolling their own storage. So I'm going to challenge you guys again. So think about, like, what does what does a progressive data center look like? What does a modern data center look like? We're talking about a system that has um, vSAN. That's roll your own storage. We're talking about a system that has, um, you know, some kind of, you know, cloud native Kubernetes integrated storage. Uh, that's roll your own storage, isn't it? I mean. It really, it, are we already at an end of thinking of storage arrays as like a separate thing that you buy? No. I, yes. You you look at the, the amount of data being generated by the consumer today. 
photos, videos, iPhones, whatever devices you have. If you're not in the cloud, you have your data somewhere and it's going to be, and unfortunately a lot of people just have it on their laptop. So I think that the solution has a niche and it could be really good for the consumer or for those point use cases to have something more resilient than a single device. But, you know, it, I, so I, I think there's, there's a lot of potential. You've raised the right point on vSAN and it, it's not roll your own storage because somebody, a large engineering team, have taken that time to work out compression, deduplication, wear leveling, trim, all of those different things that if you just go and install some software, I mean, open source or anything else, um, you haven't had somebody do all that for you. You're having to take in that into that account yourself. You're having to tweak the TCP IP settings. You're having to tweak the buffers and the, and the hardware settings and everything else. Roll your own storage is, is that. I'm going to control every part of it. Um, vSAN's an off-the-shelf product. So you wouldn't consider that to be rolling around storage? Absolutely not. The question then is, um, what what is your understanding of whiteboxing? Because if vSAN isn't, what is? Only if you are going to do everything for yourself, just get a... Linux kernel and do everything yourself, that's a white box? Not necessarily. vSAN has a hardware compatibility list, as do most of the other software um, solutions out there. So there's also a lot of, of software solutions that will give you a lot of things you just mentioned. So there's, of course, the people that will just do a Linux kernel and do everything themselves. But there's also a lot of very good software that already figured that out for you. Would you say that Whitebox is defined by the ability to buy support? Or not? In, in part, yeah. in part, I, I think that's a huge component of it. vSAN, I agree with uh, Jason. It's not roll your own. It's not Whitebox. There's a lot of engineering because I used to, you know, have that badge and work work for the organization i know so the thing is that white box solution let's say here's one that i you've mentioned free nas but there's also zfs zfs is a huge protocol and it's it's not a predominant but it's out there as a white box solution and people have 10 gig networks at home ethernet and then they have access to a super fast ssds and they can go buy a generic uh, power supply unit in case and put it in a computer or, you know, or buy a computer and, and retrofit it. So the, and you know what happens? That magic software makes things happen. So what about a Nexenta or something like that? I mean, I've heard of magic vSAN and magic SAN and all that stuff. It's, it's software. It's so, you know, software is, is changing how people consume all these IT resources. And it's just a matter of your comfort and, and what it can do for you. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at, is that a lot of this stuff is better and better. I mean, there would have been a time when we would have said, oh my gosh, you're running Linux in production? Are you kidding me? Um, but now, like, you know, I mean, I don't think that anybody would argue that, you know, you shouldn't run Ubuntu in production. I mean, it's it's fine. Um, same thing, honestly, with, uh, you know, some of these other things. Um, you know, you look at... Uh, um, you know, the open source stuff. I mean, you, you know, you, you're running Rancher or whatever and you need you roll out a storage container. Is that not the same thing? I mean, it, it's not necessarily supported. You don't necessarily have a support contract on it, but it works. Um, 
Isn't that where we're going? Isn't that where the whole industry is going? Only at the at the cost savings approach. I think that um, purchasing, you know, what we might call proper enterprise storage will seem expensive at first blush, but you have to take in the total cost of ownership of a white box solution. And if you don't have the bodies or the brains to throw at it, then it's not the right solution for you. So I guess that's the the, the core question then. Um, you know, it, it of course, like everything on this, on this uh, podcast, the answer is always, it depends. Um, but the answer to this one, I think maybe is a little less, it depends. Because I, I you know, depending on how we phrase this, um, you know, I think the answer is very clear. I, I, I'll give you guys a chance to, 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 to speak, but, um, you know, from my perspective, it depends on whether it's truly roll your own hardware or if it's supported hardware. It depends on if it's truly roll your own software or it's supported software. It depends on a lot of things like that. But, um, you know, the question of hardware versus software, I think, is maybe not something that depends. So um, I guess, uh, Chris, what do you think? Should you run your own uh, white box software? Well, it, I'll, I'll paraphrase you. It does, it does depend, but for me, it depends on your ability to deploy and maintain it and your comfort level of maintaining it yourself. There's a reason I don't roll my own. I run a QNAP at home. So I used to roll my own, but I'm tired of science projects in my basement. Yeah, I think um, I, I think it's just that um, maybe there are companies that will have a, a good time doing it because they've got the resources to do it, um, and they just uh, they just do it. But most of the companies will go for something that's supported and and well known and um, where they can just uh, rely on on the storage um, they buy. Well, the, the white box market is definitely an attractive option for some organizations. The, the, to, to, your, to your arguments, I would say that the, the bailing wire and duct tape of the past have, have, is much, much better. You can do a lot more with off-the-shelf stuff than you could in the past. And it could you know, be on par with some enterprise storage. But the only thing you really can't measure until something goes wrong is what everyone has alluded to. When something does go wrong, what, what options do you have to fix, to support, to rectify the situation? Uh, I would say, you know, I, I don't have time to go to a, um, a forum, post a question, and hope somebody in their spare time answers the question about the bug I'm having. That, that, that doesn't bode well for, for, for my situation. So... That's that's some things to consider. I'm going to take a rather boring angle on. I'm going back to the whole premise of how you should run a business in general. If it's core to your business, build it. If not, buy it. And that's everyone should learn from that. That's the core tenant of how you how you run good businesses and how you make money these days. Yeah, and I guess that's really the bottom line, isn't it? If you're going to be uh you know, using it in production, then you need to make sure that it's uh, reliable, um, supportable, that it has the features you need. I mean, all those things that we've always looked for in enterprise storage. And I think that that's really what it comes down to. Um, there's no reason that you can't use software to create storage. There's no reason you can't even use roll your own hardware, depending on how supportable and, uh, you know, what kind of hardware it is. But uh, if the entire solution isn't supportable, isn't reliable, isn't maintainable, isn't documented, um, then you absolutely shouldn't do it. Except 
for your lab or for your home or to learn. And so there are still options out there. Um, and I think that to me, that's really the, the coolest thing about um, white box storage and roll your own storage is that, you know, we're in a time when even some of the more advanced systems are available as, you know, kind of NFR software only run it in your house uh, versions or a virtual appliance or something. And, and so we can learn and we can, you know, try something out without, uh, you know, having to buy a bunch of hardware or something. And that's honestly pretty cool. So thanks for listening to the On-Premise IT Roundtable. If you enjoyed this discussion, remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes, since that really does help our visibility. And please share the show with your friends. This podcast was brought to you by gestaltit.com, your home for IT coverage from across the enterprise. For show notes and more episodes, go to gestaltit.com slash podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.